0: Welcome to the Be the Change Podcast, a global volunteers production where we will explore people traveling, volunteering, and living outside their comfort zones. Welcome back to the Be the Change Podcast. I'm Ruth Curran, and I'm so glad that you came back to join me today. This, more than anything, is a season of change. The transitioning from one year to the next allows us to think about new beginnings in a new way to approach the next phases of our lives. As we walk into 2018, one of the most powerful thoughts and powerful feelings that we can carry with us is that of hope. In today's episode, you'll hear from four women, all who recognize, feel, and cultivate hope from slightly different angles. Our first story of hope today comes from Peggy. Peggy took her husband and her children on a service program to Greece this past summer. Peggy's family has had a year that could have torn them apart physically and emotionally. And she had the feeling that the only way this family was going to heal and come together is if they did something meaningful together. So Peggy and her family went on this trip to Greece, and they worked side by side in a community, teaching all different kinds of people conversational English. Let's let Peggy tell us the story of how her family found hope working in a little community in Greece.
1: There aren't a lot of opportunities to volunteer with young kids. And I've always had my eye on this global volunteers. And so I thought, well, I've always wanted to go to Greece. The kids have always wanted to go. Let's let's do this because it'll take us out of ourselves and into something else. It was tricky the first few days, but it was it was all kind of about us healing selfishly. Mm-hmm. And it was so cool that we healed through giving our love and our time and our energy into others. As we came home and we kind of launched back into our lives, there was so much healing and hope for the future because the future seemed kind of dim because we were all so kind of vulnerable and again, really just raw and and beat up from the past couple of years of some real life problems. And the takeaway was, you know, we can't wait to get back. That's what we need to do from now on. And- there was just so much hope around our family, our family dynamic, hope around more healing and, you know, growing together as a family unit, as we once were when the kids were all really young, but now they're all grown up and they're all going into different places and just hope for the reality that love and laughter and friendships do change all of us. My older son, who wasn't sure if he was going to go to college, the last day of school, You know, the kids were, they were waiting for him out in front of the gates, screaming his name, chanting, Adam, Adam. He came in and they all just swarm around him and they, and they were writing all over his body in ink in Greek. It was so beautiful. And it gave him so much confidence and just respect for himself again, that somehow got lost along the way just love and and friendship and Mm -hmm. that's what giving does. It just lights up that light within us and I see it all the time with my kids that something so selfless can actually be so rewarding coming back to you. I don't think we would have walked away feeling so fulfilled if we were just Mm -hmm. at some resort on a beach.
0: Our next story of hope comes from Abby. Abby is a photographer and photographers literally see the world through a different lens. That perspective, especially on finding hope, is a unique one. Listen carefully as Abby shares how she found
2: hope in a community full of women who band together. Well, I think we can look at our own communities and our own our country. And with all of the kind of horrific events that have happened within the past month, I find it incredibly hopeful because in times of great need, great distress, people always come through. It seems people are always there that will go the extra mile to help out, to get food, to get water to whoever needs it. Um, and, and I think it's in. Difficult times that people really rise to the occasion and it's incredibly hopeful. So the noise of everyday life seems to, you know, make everyone seem that we're all so preoccupied and we have our own issues. But when it comes right down to it, we are a very social creature and we ultimately do want to help, but we can only help and wage peace and hope when we know who's out there, Who when we know who needs the help. When I first got home, I was a little numb, I have to admit it. But again, I was incredibly hopeful because I'm trying to use my photographs in a way to get out the story. And in my mind, that's extremely hopeful. That's very hopeful. What kind of hope did you see in Ipilamwa? Oh, my goodness. Um, Again, going, uh, you know, I was, I did a little bit of everything there, but what I really, truly enjoyed uh, the most is I went on a lot of home visits. I kind of was in the background because I was the photographer, so I was just kind of taking it all in. But what I found were women that, you know, just, ha- just as the same way is that when anyone walks into my home, I want to make sure it's neat and tidy and I present them, you know, a-, a little something to eat, a little snack. These women did the same thing and they were incredibly proud of their homes. They were very proud of their children. They were very hopeful. I, I absolutely felt hope. And she knows that there are people out there that do care. So it was it was a very hopeful experience for the simple reason is that women are women, no matter where we are, we're caretakers. We want to take care of our families. We want to nurture. And that's who these women were.
0: next story of hope really warmed my heart. I love everything about this story from the fact that Julie takes every single one of her children when they turn 13 years old on a program where they do service to their nightly dinners where they share their hearts and they share what good things they did for somebody else each day. The message that Julie shares with her children not just on their 13th birthdays but every day that they have dinner together is infused with hope.
3: Service and travel are really, really important to me. I think you learn so much um, when you get out of your box, your little safe world in your box and go other places. And so um, I just wanted to share that with my children. Imagine your three children are sitting in front
0: of you and somebody asked you the question that I asked in the beginning. Do acts of goodwill create hope for people what's the message that you would want to give your children?
3: Certainly what I've hoped through, I mean, these experiences, and I think that I have seen it, and we actually do a share every night at dinner. What did you do nice for somebody else today is what, is what we share every night at dinner. I think what they would see is that when you give is when you actually get the most. I just think that's a more hopeful perspective. I think they would have that. Make, like I said, I think it restores faith in humanity. It makes you feel empowered. You realize that you can make a difference, even if it's just with one person. You know, sometimes when we share at dinner, I shared a pencil with somebody today. I saw somebody walking by themselves and I ran up to catch up with them so they wouldn't have to walk by themselves to class. There's little, little things. So it doesn't always have to be on a big global scale. But it's all those little teeny acts of kindness that you can perform every day to make sure that other people feel loved, feel cared for, feel important. Um, So sometimes it's big, like what we do when we go to Greece with global volunteers, and sometimes it's a really small thing. But when you feel empowered, that is a sign of hope, right? I can make a difference. I can do something.
0: And finally... A message of hope for all of us.
4: I'm Mary Bronagle Brown, and I've been on Global Volunteers, I think, eight times. My first assignment was in Mexico, which I loved. Then I went to Vietnam, and that was a very interesting program and an, an interesting experience. And then I went to China. I have found the most amazing place in the world to me. I've been to the Xi'an program twice and to the Kunming program five times. Um, four times, five times, and, you know, hope to go back again. It's just it's just wonderful. I was in the Peace Corps right after university. I was in Morocco as an English teacher, then went on, came back to school, graduate school, had a career, early retired, so I could volunteer locally. Uh, I'm in Austin, Texas. And then eventually the bug got to me that I wanted to go back overseas. And of course, I'm not going to do a two-year Peace Corps assignment again, but the Global Volunteers two-week assignments are just wonderful. And the China program is just really life-changingly exciting for me. How do you feel about acts of goodwill promoting hope? Um, What does that mean to you? What does that mean to me? It's very interesting. When I went to the program this last summer, I had a little trepidation. I mean, I love the program, but I'm an American, and I know this is not a political broadcast, and we're not going to go there. But I was worried about how the wonderful Chinese would, would look at us, given what was going on in our country these days they were delightful. We just sort of put it aside and went back to doing what we all do so well. So that that sort of emphasized to me the virtue and the value of individuals going about what their careers are, teaching English, helping them teach English, and and connecting as human beings and individuals. And of course we bring our culture with us, we bring our language with us, we bring a lot with us. That somehow remembering that we're all human beings together and we're working toward a goal which is helping the chinese improve their english teaching because that's what the chinese government and the people want kind of cut through a lot of my concerns the goodwill that was there before remained and and to me that's a sign of hope when i think about hope first thing that comes to mind is the, you know the pandora story there's the box and all the horrors of the world come out but what's left in there is hope. And I think that this is the season of hope, obviously, in our culture. The winter is a time when it's dark, and so we look forward to the light of the spring, however we culturally define that. And I think hope is what's going to get us through all of this, however we define all of this. I just received a a flyer of solicitation from the UN Refugee Committee, and it's a big picture of people crowded into a boat. The heading is The only thing stronger than fear is hope. And I think hope and goodwill and knowing that humans have the ability to make it all better is what gets us through. And I volunteer because it's fun and because I love what I'm doing, but a lot of it underlying is that sense of there's hope for a better world for everybody.
0: As you welcome in 2018, with open arms, and an open heart. We hope that your year is filled with wonder and adventure and hope. Thank you so much for traveling 2017 with us on the Be The Change podcast. See you next year. If you'd like to learn more about anyone featured in today's episode, go to blog. If you'd like to learn more about participating in a Global Volunteer Service program, go to www.globalvolunteers.org. See you next time.